0: Thank you for listening to the weekly message at First Baptist Church in Bushland, Texas. Hey, uh, on your back of your bulletin is the outline for today. I'm going to do a little series called Living by Divine Design in August. Um, and we're going to start that today, We kind of look at five different little sections of this. It's about eight weeks for me, but I'm going to kind of pick four or five of the best and run from there. But uh, we all understand the grasp, I guess we understand and grasp the fact that, that God made us, that we are divinely designed by God. Now, part of the design is that we come to a point in our life where we accept Jesus as our Savior and Lord, that we realize that we're lost, we're a wreck, we're a mess without Christ, and that He bore uh, His life on a cross for us. He died for us. He gives us eternal life. And, and a new life. And we come to that saving knowledge at whatever time in our life five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 88, doesn't matter to me. But that we come to that point in our life where we're born again, that we're born again. And because of that, our life becomes different. We are wired different at that point. We see things different, we, we do things different. Our, that is my prayer. That we do that. Because the word says that that's what you become, a new creation in Christ. So today, we're going to look at determining my values. Determining my values, okay? You say, well, that's the same thing as a priority? Pretty much, okay? Here's value. It is estimating the worth of an item. Are you assigning, or me assigning a price or a value to an item? Okay. Prioritizing is, or priorities in life are you arranging those items of worth. Okay? So here's my life. I've got my relationship with the Lord, church, family, career, job, recreational sport, all this other stuff that I love doing. Okay? Mowing the yard. Okay. We those are things I love. Okay. Now I've got to as a man, okay, as a child of the king, put value on those things in my life, and then I must rank those in a certain order, all right? So what happens is if I say my relationship with the Lord is the most important thing in my life, all right? Boom, I put a value on that. My family is the most important thing under God in my life. I must put a value on that, Boom. My church family is third, or whatever. And then we start doing that. Now, here's the deal that ranking order must happen from you as an individual. You say, Well, I've really never done that. I just kind of wake up, put on shoes, walk, drive, get there, do it, come home, make a bath, go to bed. Okay, that's cool. If that's you, I don't want to be on the highway with you, but if that's you, that's cool. The deal is, You didn't rank your values, and you didn't rank your priorities, but guess who? Somebody did. Somebody did. Somebody is dictating for you your life, okay? We, whether we know it or not, we have priorities. Are they intentional? I don't know. But if they're not, you still got them, okay? Ask your wife or your children what your priorities are as a dad, and they'll tell you real fast. They may not rank them like you rank them, but, but they will rank them for you. okay we 've got to get to the point as a believers that we rank our values or we determine our values because if we don't determine them, they'll be determined by us. okay? And then we must dictate by our steps, must give validity to what we say as our priority or what we put highest value on. So if I rank them as my relationship with the Lord is being the top, one-by-one value in my life, then that means that my feet will follow that ranking if it comes from my heart. If that ranking comes from my head, it may not. There's nothing more frustrating than somebody to say, this is what I value in life, but their feet never walk that direction. Never. It's very confusing. It's extremely confusing. And today, being divinely designed The most important thing you can do as a believer is figure out what your determined, your values, determine your priorities. What are they? If someone walked up to you today and said, what are the top three priorities in your life? Boom. Could you give them to you? Just like that. And would my feet echo my mouth? You say, well, these are what they are. Boom, 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 boom. Okay. So then that person goes, okay, these are his three, so that means if I watch him for a month, his top three will be very evident to me. I don't know. But God says it needs to be. I want you to look at your word. Go to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs 3. Remember, Proverbs is the book of wisdom. That should probably make you nervous, okay? Uh, Proverbs 3. Let's look at verse 5. Look at verse 5. Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth with well, your first fruits of all your crops, and then your barns will be full and overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. Now, I want to say this to the guy who says, I knew it. I already got on that money talk. This is not the money talk, okay? All right. That's not what this is about. This is arranging your life in, what, in such a way that your crops are bountiful, okay? I mean bountiful. I mean your health to your bones, relationship with my wife, relationship with my children, relationship with my husband, relationship with my coworkers, that when those things in my life that I value the most, when they are arranged in an order that would honor God, and when I'm walking in that, I promise you, your life will be as sweet as cotton candy. I mean sweet. But when your values are a mess... And they don't echo what your heart say they are and your mouth say they are. You are so messed up. You don't know what you're doing. You know you love the Lord. You know he should be number one. But when you look at your life, he's not number one. It's out of order. So because of that, my relationship, my loved ones, my family, my wife, my children, my spouse, doesn't matter. It's a mess. And so because that's a mess, when I go to work, that becomes a mess. And when I come to church, it's a mess. And so I don't like church. I don't go to church. I don't like my job. I want to move. So I move to another town thinking, wow, if I get to this town, I get this job, it's going to be great. So I go to that town, get a job, start working. Man, I don't like these people either. I don't like this boss either. I don't like this either. I don't like this traffic. I don't like this car. I don't like this gas station. I don't like anything. And everybody's thinking, man, I don't like nothing. And then guess who's about to hit the I don't like category? God. God man, what is it? Why me, man? Everybody else seemed to have a great life. I got the the jokers in the deck, dude. What's the deal here? Can we deal again? Somebody else needs to shuffle, because this cat can't shuffle. I got some bad cards. Can I do it again, please? I can't do it again. Dude, listen to me. I see it all the time. People that fight air, they're just punching air, because right now, it's a mess, it's out of order, it doesn't make sense, and they fight against it. And all they're fighting is air. They're not going to beat anything up. The deal is, you are divinely made by a creator, and his name is God. And he has an incredible plan for your life, and it begins, number one, with you becoming a born-again child of the king. And if that's where you're stuck, until you give up the fight and fall on your face before a holy God and give your life to Christ, your life will never ever make sense. Never. Never. And I don't care how hard you try. And then when that time comes where you're born again, child of the king, and you stand up and you walk in newness of life, you arrange your values and your priorities in a way that would honor and glorify him, and you put him number one, you never take your eyes off him, and you follow him every single day of your life, and you make every choice according to the word of God. Every choice in your life. I'm going to tell you, your life will be sweet. Your relationship with your wife or husband will be incredible. The kids, the same thing. Work will be incredible. The favor of God will be on you. And you can't even figure out why, God, all these good things will happen to you. Okay? The deal is don't forget why they're happening. Okay? Let's look at some things. Number one, the significance of my values. They're going to determine three things in my life. Number one, they're going to determine the stress in my life. Is there stress in life? Yes. There's nobody in this room that's not under some stress in life. It determines how you value, what value you set, your priorities are set. It will, it will help determine the n- level of stress in your life. James says that beware of the double-minded man. He is unstable in all he does. Double-minded. What's, what's, what's the most valued thing in your life? My relationship with the Lord. Okay. Okay. All right, so then here's your life. No time in the Word, no time for church, not growing. 15 years of being a Christian, and I'm about the same age I am now than I was then. Is that guy happy? Is that person happy? No, no, because healthy things grow. Period. That's just, I'm, I'm sorry. We're getting bountiful rain on a parched land, and is anything growing? Yes. Did it respond like that? I mean, overnight, fields went from desert. I mean, we look like Iraq to looking like promised land. Now people move out here. Wind's not blowing. We get rain. Grass is green. Like, man, this is awesome. You should have come in March, dude. You should have come in March because we didn't see the sun for two days, and it wasn't cloudy, all right? It wasn't. And I don't care what kind of windows you had in your house, you were dusting. All right? Doesn't matter. All right. But but that's the deal. Is your life reflect what you say? Does it? If if it if he's number one, if he's the most important thing, if that's got the most value, then my friend, you will pursue that regardless of anything. You're not double-minded. You're not double-minded. It'll influence your success. Proverbs 4.23 says, guard the affections of your heart, for they are a wellspring of your life. Mm. Guard the affections of your heart. There, there, there could be, we could line up testimonies across the stage to tell you, if you chase the highest salary, it may not make you happy. I, I don't mind money. It's a beautiful thing. Don't say, preacher said we don't have to pay him. He said he did do this because he loves to do it. All right? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying this: you better pursue him and him alone. Pursue him and him alone. If that comes with a million and a half dollar contract a year, hey, thank you very much. Here's that? I don't like these athletes. They get paid way too much. Can I just tell you something? If they offered to you, would you tell him no? Oh well, you know, if you put it that way, well, you know, but, but uh, no, they they offer you eight million dollars to slam dunk a basketball. Are you going to slam dunk a basketball? I'm going to learn how to slam dunk a basketball to get eight million a year. I'm just telling you, we throw a stone at them, but be careful. Be careful. It'll determine your success. As people say, well. My my career is not in the Bible. It's not? Well, it doesn't. See, this is who I am. I do this. It says this. This is my job. I haven't found it in the Bible. Folks, listen to me. When you're looking at what to do in success in life, whether it's a college, who to marry, career, when to take a promotion, where to move your family, all this other stuff, God's Word has an answer for every single thing in your life. He says that he has ordained your steps before you were ever, ever, ever thought of. He's got a plan for your life. When you've got those decisions in front of you, when you go to the Word of God and you pray about it and you put it before God and you tell God, these are my options, there is a thing that the world cannot give you that would well up inside of you. It's called peace. And it speaks for every career, every job, every person you marry, every date you ever have. Everything in your life If you go to the Word and you put it before God because He is the most important thing in your life and you say, God, because you're number one, I'm running everything through number one, and you put it before Him, there will become an overwhelming amount of peace that will flood your soul. And if you are married and y'all are co-heirs and you walk in pursuit of Jesus, the two of you, individual flesh will become one flesh and the same Holy Spirit that covers him will cover her and her cover him and the two of you will speak the same language and receive the same peace and no doubt know God. It doesn't have to say attorney, teacher, lawyer, preacher, any of that stuff. You just, you put it before God. He knows you. He'll give you peace. It'll determine your success. If he's number one and that's the top value in your life is everything run through it. Everything. Everything. It'll affect your salvation. Mark says in 8.36, What does a man profit if he gains the whole world but loses his soul? Mm. Value. Is it the most important thing in your life? What are your values? What are your priorities? Second, the source of your values or the source of my values. Are you going to live... By the values of the Word of God or the Word of the world? Let me say it again. Are you going to live your life, am I going to live my life, according to the Word of God or to the Word of the world? Does the world's Word and God's Word line up very often? Not very often. Okay? You've got to determine what you're going to listen to. Because if your top priority in your life as a born-again child of the king is your relationship with Jesus Christ, then the number one voice you hear in your life is God's, not the world. You can't chase both, my friend. You can't. I was going down Bushland Road Wednesday, Tuesday, whatever. There was a bug in the road coming across that field, and there was this little bird. He'd come down there just before my little Jeep got there, and his whole focus... Was that a little bug? The problem is, mm, mm, he never got that bug. All right? He's never got the bug. Why? Because you can't play in the road as a bird and, and live very long. All right? You can't. And you can't chase things at the wrong time in the wrong place and live very long. In life... We got to be real careful what we chase. We might catch it. We might catch it. I'm just telling you. Oh, I, I'm chasing. I'm going to the top of the ladder, dude. I'm going to own the company. Okay. When you get up there and that's the only thing you wanted to chase, where will your wife and kids be? With you on the mountain? Or will the landslide, the avalanche, that you created to get there, will they be the casualties under it? Let me tell you something. Many men have gotten to the top of a mountain alone. Alone. Jumping up and down and celebrating and wishing they had somebody to hug and give high five to, and then nobody there. Nobody there. And they look back, and the people in their life now have a new name it's called Avalanche. And they got swallowed up by it. And they're all alone, man. What are your values? And the source of your value, my friends, must be the word of God. It can't be the word of the world. Will you please sit your children down at an early age and explain to them that the word of God must be be their book of life. They must follow the Word, get in the Word, know the Word, love the Word, bounce everything that comes their way off the Word of God. Don't listen to the Word of the world. It is confusing, 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 man. Very confusing. And if you watch too much of it, I mean, you've got to come up and go... <laughs> Ugh. you got to shake. You just pull it off. I mean, it's just, I mean, you've got to shake the stuff off, man. Try to listen to the world explain this situation with Israel. What? What? They don't know. Because if you're not seeing it through this, you can't explain it. You can't. And a lost person trying to explain Israel, is, is, that's not pretty. That's just not pretty. That's embarrassing. Somebody yanked them off. All right? The world is a confusing message. It changes the t- determining where the situation is. The Word of God is like an anchor that will always hold, baby. Don't you get some wishy-washy thing that you're basing your life on because you're going to have to change 24-7. You're going to have to change colors all the time. You get the Word of God that's unchanging, that's infallible, that's inerrant, that's never changed. It's not been rewritten just because somebody else got hatched, okay? It is solid, solid, solid. Okay, that's what you put your base on. Right there. That's the source of your values and nothing, nothing else. You can't love the world and God. You can't. Last thing is this. The strength of my values. The strength of my values. I want you to go to Matthew's Gospel real quickly. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 7. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 7. Look at verse 24. Matthew seven twenty-four. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. The rains came down, and the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had a foundation on a rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew, beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. Folks, the source of our strength must be the Word of God, okay? It must be the Word of God. And the strength of our values must, must, must be must be his anchor, his rock that never ever changes. Don't you build your house on sand? Any created thing cannot support your house. Your house must be built on the creator, okay, that never changes. Matthew's gospel, Matthew 6:33 says, Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added to you. Here's it simple seek you first the king in his kingdom and all these other things will be added to you all these other things will be given to you when you're ready all these other things will be yours when you can you can be trusted with them all these other things will be given to you when it's time quit calling the shots dictating movement trying to control your world trust God and God alone. Set your values. Determine its worth, what they are in your life, and then check them off. Put one, two, three, four. And I'm telling you, if Jesus Christ and your relationship with the Lord is number one, put it number one and seek first his kingdom, the kingdom of God, the king. And you follow him and all these other things, my friends, all these other things will fall into place in just the exact right time. It'll be beautiful. And you'll be able to look back and see God's hand in your life. And you'll go, wow, that was really cool. I'm glad that happened when it did. I'm glad that took place when it did. I'm glad that happened the way it did. I'm going to tell you, when Melissa and I got married, after we got to our honeymoon, and we were having breakfast one day, we didn't go, okay, baby, let's pray that we move the bushland. I don't know where it is. I'm sure it's a cool place. But let's just pray we move there, okay? And and we're just going to build this house. And there's not going to be two houses on this whole entire street. But they tell me they're coming. So we're going to build this house. And there's going to be this little bitty church. And when I first go to this church, there's going to be about as many people in that church as there are at Packersack on Friday morning in a men's coffee group. And they're going to pay your salary because you're just going to build a real nice house a mile south of town. And you and Melissa going to build a whole thing. It's going to take four and a half months. And you're going to move in. And five days later, you're going to preach. And you're going to say yes to a salary. And if not a salary, they say they're going to pay you. This is what they said. This is the salary we want to pay you. How many of y'all are going to take a job when they say, this is the salary we want to pay you? I'm like, want? One, you're going to say yes. Let me tell you something. None of that made, would have made sense to Melissa and I at that point in our life. None of that. I'm not telling you it made a whole lot of sense in the midst of it, okay? I don't know that. But here's what we do know. Melissa and I from day one said our value, our values are this, Christ and Christ alone. He's number one, period, Number one, and we're going to honor him. And I don't care what everybody else does, and I don't care what how everybody else does their thing. We, we as a couple, we as a husband and wife, we know that God brought us together, and we're going to honor God with our lives. We are. And, and when we told our family in Longview that's what we were doing after we just moved there like two and a half, three years prior to that, and they thought we were going to be there forever, they looked at us like, you, you guys are crazy. I know you're not crazy, but you really are crazy. All right? but, but I'm going to tell you right now, God will write a story in your life when you honor Him. That you, that I'm telling you, you couldn't write. You couldn't write it. You couldn't write it, man. If God gave you a pen and said write it, it wouldn't be that good. But when He writes it, it's gonna be incredible, incredible, incredible. So, friends, let me ask you this: There's no no debate in this room that you are divinely designed. I, I I just don't think that's a debate in here. But here's the deal. That comes with great responsibility. Because if you're divinely designed, that means your walk should be different. It should be. Your value system should be different. Your priorities should be different. And what you say from your lips are your priorities and your values. Your feet ought to follow that. What we're seeing today and what is hurting the kingdom and the church itself is, when mouths say this and feet do that, we got little guys watching that. And they grow up and say, Well, you can say this and live this because it doesn't matter. My dad did it. My mom did it. No, it does matter. So today, Jesus said, Seek ye first. And I don't have time to explain the biblical definition for that word, Seek ye first. It's first, okay? It's first. Seek you first his kingdom, him, and his righteousness. And all these other things will be added to you, added to you. So as we move to a time of invitation, it's really simple. I want you to simply ask God to set your values and arrange your priorities. Okay? You say, well, I, I want to rank. No. Let God rank them, and you get your life up under them, okay? What's most important to you? What's greatest value in your life? Then your feet will dictate that, okay? You've got to ask yourself, as a born-again child of the king, is my feet echo what my heart say and what my mouth says? Don't let it cast checks your feet can't deposit, okay? Today, set your values. And arrange them in a way that would honor Him. And then walk. Every day. Every day. Let's pray together. Father, this morning. Father, there's nothing today that we've never heard before in a church. Priorities. Ranking values. And we know that. We know that. We know you should be first. We know it runs better if you are first. We know it's a lot more peaceful at home and at work and at school when the main thing is the main thing. God, every single day, the enemy is sending us messages and lies. And it messes up our order. It messes up the arrangement. It messes up the itemized priority list in our lives. But God, today, we want you to reset them. And God, today, I want my lips and my heart and my feet to be in agreement with what's really number one, what's really number two, what's really number three. So, God, today you set them. You set them today. And you get me where I need to be so that I can honor you by chasing it. God, this morning I pray for the individual individuals or family or whatever that need to reevaluate their values and set their priorities in a way that would honor you. Father, I pray for the family today that's looking for a church home. God, I pray you send them here. God, as we stand for invitation, I pray, Father, you're honored that we're obedient to what you said today. Father, we love you. We thank you. We praise you. Move us now. In Jesus' name.